This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Thelman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, it's been almost six years since we started Tenant Aquatics, and it's never been more exciting or satisfying to be playing with the botanical style aquariums. When we first launched, the idea was to share our love and experience with as many hobbyists as possible. However, it was also to encourage bold experimentation. Now, the reality is, despite the fact that hobbyists have been tossing leaves, twigs, and seed pods into their tanks for generations, it's only been in more recent years that we've seen the development of more of an approach to using them. Uh, complete with techniques, best practices, and a sort of a spirit of open-mindedness. A desire to use botanicals as more than just decorative set pieces. A desire to do more than use them purely for artistic purposes. Trust me, you can do more than that. And it took a while to kind of misspell some, uh, dispel some rumors, myths, and misunderstandings about the stuff and the broader context of blackwater aquariums and so forth. And um, I'm sure at the beginning, we probably added to a little, little bit of the confusion because we were coming in with a sort of a different orientation. And, uh, you know, some people would suggest that we even, you know, uh, made it a little bit uh, less intimidating, but at the same token, uh, probably made it more of a thing that people could achieve than just something that you needed to study first. And so it's been a lot of the time over the last five years, really helping develop and refine the techniques, the ideas, the principles, the philosophies, all that stuff behind it. Now, one of the things I'm enjoying the most is seeing so many of you in our community trying really unusual things with botanical style aquariums. You're utilizing botanicals and some of our products for a wide range of experiments, ranging from fish breeding to fry rearing to food production to nutrient export to, you know, biotopic representation. It's pretty cool. Now, the desire to question status quo and try to do things differently than the way we've always done them in the hobby often leads us down some paths that, although seemingly not that complicated or exotic, shun convention enough to be considered evolutionary steps. Ones that, if built upon further, may definitely lead into some completely new directions, which I think is great. There's something very pure and evocative, even a bit uncomfortable, about utilizing botanical materials in the aquarium. And that's okay. Pushing beyond our comfort zone is okay. And selecting, preparing, and utilizing botanicals in our tanks is more than just a practice. It's an experience, a journey, one which we can all take and all benefit from, right along with our fishes, of course. The energy or creative uh, impetus that you bring with you on this journey tends to become amplified during the experience. We don't want everybody walking away from this experience feeling the same thing. Quite the opposite, actually. The uniqueness, what you bring to the table, what you experience, is a large part of the experience. The experience is largely about discovery. I believe that all aquarists are wildly curious about the natural world, but that we collectively tend to overcomplicate what's unknown not well understood or outside of the lines of conventional aquarium aesthetics and practices, and literally literally polish out the true beauty of nature in the process, often ascribing rules and standards for how our interpretations of nature must look. 
Such rules, in my opinion, not only stifle the creative process, they serve to deny nature the opportunity to do as she's done for eons, to seek a path via evolution and change to forge a successful ecosystem for its inhabitants. When we seek to edit nature because the look of her processes doesn't comport with our sense of aesthetics, we are, in my opinion, no longer attempting to replicate nature as it is. And that's fine for some of you, but it's important to keep that idea in mind when we forge ahead and when the intention is to try to replicate natural processes. You can't always have the, the function without the look and vice versa. Allowing ourselves to enjoy the process of exploration has opened up our minds to a lot of cool experiments. Looking beyond the hobby literature and exploring academic studies and just observing nature myself have been huge unlocks for me. I've been able to you know, find out some really interesting things about ecological niches which hold my fascination. And my personal obsession, which is no surprise to any of you, right, has been with leaf litter and botanical beds and natural ecosystems. My obsession with leaf litter started when I took a much closer look at these habitats and considering uh, how fishes live within the leaf litter in nature. It was mind-blowing. Understanding the way these habitats support the abundance of fishes and other life forms led to a real epiphany of sorts for me. I realized that this type of habitat is not only relatively simple to recreate in the aquarium, it also performs the dual role of creating what we call functional aesthetics, something that looks cool and also functions uh, has a functional purpose to it. One of the more fascinating scientific observations that I stumbled upon during my research in recent years concerns the productivity, in terms of food inputs, of Amazonian streams. It's long been known by science that the primary production of food in these streams has been our friend Alochthonus input. You know, leaves, wood, fruits, blossoms, etc., insects from the surrounding trees, stuff that comes into an ecosystem from outside of it. This is a really fundamental idea in the botanical style aquarium too. Now, although there's a lot of stuff in these streams, interestingly, biologists tended to classify these habitats as low in biomass. However, recent studies of the microfaunal diversity of these streams uh, found that it was the stream fauna were actually aggregated in submerged leaf litter and may reach considerable densities. In other words, they were spread out, so it wasn't immediately apparent how much diversity there was. This observation suggested that the animal community within the submerged leaf litter banks was of greater importance to the productivity of these waters than previously believed. That's pretty cool. In other words, a lot of life and a lot of food is present submerged within the leaf litter beds themselves. I spent and continue to spend a lot of time and energy exploring the idea of replicating some of the function of natural leaf litter botanical beds in my aquariums. I've done a fair number of experiments with the intention of seeing if it's possible to develop closed ecosystems which can provide a fair amount of supplemental food, if not the primary food, for fishes. My setup approach was anything but radical, however it is different and I believe successful. I mean, other than eschewing feeding, there's a little more to distinguish this approach from a more traditionally run, which is really funny to make me say that, but a traditionally run botanical style system. However, I think it helped to prove to some extent that there is a low maintenance, low food input aquarium approach to keeping certain small fishes, which is viable, and perhaps to raising small fishes. Of course, that means setting the systems up correctly from day one to function in this fashion, and that meant a lot of leaves, more than usual. Much like in nature, if properly conceived and populated with an initial population of live food sources, I believe that an aquarium can be configured to create a productive, biologically sustainable system requiring a little to no supplemental food input on the part of the aquarist to function successfully for extended periods of time. Of course, it's significantly different than a natural fully open system in many ways. Now, this is not a revolutionary statement or pronunciation or some breakthrough in the art of aquarium keeping. No, no, no. 
It's just an idea that, like so many we encourage here, replicates some aspects of natural aquatic systems. With responsible management and continued experimentation, I really see no reason why this concept couldn't be done on a larger scale with the same great success. Now, again, the, the experiment was done not like in the old traditional way of, I don't want to do any water changes, so there's got to be a way to you know, eliminate water changes from our aquariums or so forth. That, that wasn't the intention. It wasn't, I don't want to feed food, it's expensive. It was, how do these environments work? We're throwing all these leaves and materials into aquariums. Fishes are deriving something from that. I traveled a lot and I would find that my fishes were just as fat as ha and happy as when I left and I hadn't been fed, you know, they hadn't been fed in a week or more. And what were they eating? And I realized that there's productivity occurring in these, in these leaf litter beds, which led me to do a little more experimentation and research. There you go. These types of experiments represent a further exploration into a natural approach, which embraces both the aesthetics and the function of some of the compelling habitats that we love so much. Now, my hope is that my simple efforts will inspire those with, who are far more learned or talented than I to look at nature and interpret many of its aspects with a bent towards pushing ourselves in terms of management, husbandry, and yeah, even aquascaping. A marriage of ideas, form and function in, around, and above the leaf litter bed. One that leads to an eloquent dynamic ecosystem which can provide beautifully for all of its inhabitants, just like what happens in nature. And sometimes that means putting aside our preconceived notions, the burden imposed by our own experiences to open ourselves up to try some new things. I often think that we, that is more advanced hobbyists, know, I don't know, too much. Uh, we've seen it all, we know what to expect, and we let this guide or perhaps even taint our experiences. Seriously. And I don't mean that, you know, from an arrogant perspective or anything. I just can't help but postulate that I, like so many hobbyists of my level of experience, tend to overthink everything, uh, or every single aspect of the aquarium hobby that is, particularly during, you know, a new tank startup phase, rather than just letting ourselves enjoy the moment, the wonder and the awe that comes from doing something special, beautiful, and let's face it, incredibly cool. I mean, setting up a little slice of nature in your home is amazing. That's something in itself that's amazing. Something that nine-tenths of the world will never get an experience to do or even comprehend. And yet, perhaps, just maybe, as a result of doing this incredible thing regularly, we know too much. Yeah. We understand all this stuff, well, most of it anyway, enough to think about multiple angles and concerns. And that means we often fail to let go of our own preconceptions. We just simply cannot rid ourselves of a lot of bias that can influence our openness to new ideas and experiments. Yet when we do, the results, the processes, the ideas, and the experiments that we engage in often take us places we never previously considered. Some surprise us, some may frighten us, some might even excite us or vindicate us. Try things, screw them up, tweak them, learn from them, change them, refine them, share, repeat. Everybody wins. There's been a fair amount of research and speculation by both scientists and hobbyists about the processes which occur when terrestrial materials and leaves and botanical items enter aquatic environments. And most of it's based on field observations by scientists and ecologists. As hobbyists, we have a unique opportunity to observe firsthand the impact and the effects of this material in our own aquariums. I love this aspect of our practice as it creates really interesting possibilities to embrace and create more naturally functioning systems while possibly even validating the field work done by scientists. It goes without saying that there are implications for both biology and chemistry of the aquatic habitats when leaves and other botanical materials enter them. And there's also real implications for creating incredible new avenues in the hobby. And that's the real value of experimenting, pushing outwards, applying those exotic niches and the metaphorical backwaters of the aquarium hobby. Let yourself enter experimental mode once in a while. 
it's a really good place to be. Stay unique, stay thoughtful, stay daring, stay creative, stay fearless, stay diligent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Ten and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent. Thank you.